The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Okay. Uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome Carol Brick, Managing Director of CWM Wealth Management and CEO of Her Money. And what we want to focus on today is your pension or lack of it thereof and, and your specific questions. Welcome, Carol. Thank you for joining us in studio. Let's 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 start with the basics. Um, so your Contributory old age pension is 12 and a half grand currently. Uh, you won't get fat on that in your old age. So in terms of an occupational pension and private, what are the options? Um, good morning, Ivan. Firstly, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, yes, I guess the state pension currently, thank God they're going to leave it at 66 firstly. And it's great to see um, some flexibility now being introduced that, to that from next year. But in terms of your private pension options, obviously, if you're lucky to have an uh, be a member of an employment scheme, you should I hopefully have been contributing to that for most of your working uh, career, along with hopefully uh, contributions from your employer. What is the pension coverage statistic for the private sector? Um, well, in fairness, right now it's about the 82% mark. Um, that is but over and above the PRSI. Exactly. Now, in fairness, less and less employers, I suppose, considering the current times, are offering it as part of full-time contracts. And look, I suppose there's a certain other parts of the industry where auto-enrolment is going to take care of some employees next year as well. Um, so I suppose for most people, it's it's employment schemes that are, are I suppose, most appropriate. Occupational pension schemes. Exactly. OK, let's talk about the positive things. What are the tax benefits? Um, well, I suppose the tax relief on your contributions is the first point. OK, so if you're a marginal taxpayer, say at 40 percent, for every euro that you contribute, you're going to get 40, 40 cent back through your, your pay slip every month. So that's your the marginal first. rate. Yeah. Exactly. Your marginal rate. And Up to a maximum of? Uh, so the, the max salary they contribute uh, that's taken into consideration there is 115,000 euro firstly. And the contributions range, obviously, they, they depend on your age. They go from 15 percent right up to 40% for 60 years or over. Okay, so that's the first tax benefit. The second tax benefit is that the growth in your fund uh, accumulates tax-free. The third tax benefit is that you're entitled to uh, withdraw a quarter of your fund up to um, a total of 200k tax-free. Okay, and then with careful planning, tax planning in your retirement, and um, we'll say if you set up an R, for example, with careful tax planning, you can hopefully withdraw some income at either the lower rate of tax or no tax at all. So you need as much financial planning in your retirement, Ivan, as you really do while you're contributing. Okay, um, I, I think it's universal advice that you can't start young enough. In other words, more than the amount you contribute, how early you start will really determine your benefits. I recently chaired a pension summit and someone said, look, of all the... Because there was an issue from the central bank that uh, pension fund assets had dropped in 2022 because of the stock exchange uh, write-down from 136 billion to 117 billion. But in, in, in the long term, they said, look, 
starting at 17 or 18 as opposed to starting at 37 was going to have much more impact than any individual year on the stock exchange. Would you agree with that? That's it. I suppose there was some debate there a few weeks ago at auto-enrolment, including people from age 16 rather than 23, which is obviously the plan. And I was actually on this show debating that. I do think, look, 16 to 23 is a little bit young. You're looking at those people probably in part-time jobs. Minimum wage, yeah. Minimum wage. I'm a financial advisor myself. I find it hard to convince people who are in full-time jobs getting paid 50 grand a year at 28 to 35 to start. So, right, let's just consider age 23 upwards. I think ideally for anyone who's listening, start your pension with your first employment contract. The earlier you start, the better. You're going to get your tax relief and then you're going to obviously uh, gain from the benefits of compounded growth and compounded interest and um, obviously the market growth that goes with that. So the earlier, the better really. On the question of an advisor, I'm going to come to the the listeners' questions. Mm. Are you better to go for a fee thing or people are on commission? Maybe it's not that transparent. They're actually selling you a product. Well, I think from the outset, once you find an advisor and they make how they are paid or what the fee structure, once they lay that out and you're comfortable with it either way, um, fee-based advisors are becoming more popular. But I suppose, you know, if it's a commission-based advisor and they've made it clear to you how they're making your commission, that it's not coming out of your premiums and you're comfortable with that, lots of people opt for that as well. But the key here is trust, transparency and you know that you're fully aware if there's any if there's going to be any cost to you but fee-based is becoming more popular I think. So arising from that in terms of the costs that the person who's working on your behalf for your pension is going to charge you. John asks most funds carry a standard AMC of 1%. That's an annual maintenance charge, is it? Something That's like it, that. Annual uh, in, in the published unit price question, are there other costs already embedded in the unit price that are not disclosed? Okay, so firstly, the average annual management charge in Ireland is actually about the 0.8 mark. But he's right. Uh, pension policies can have other fees enclosed. Some of them can be very, very expensive. Um, I suppose the most dangerous one really we see is allocation rates. So you could have a pension with an allocation rate of 95%. So effectively, before your money is invested, you're being charged 5% to do so. I think, to be honest with you, it's about time that those kind of sneaky costs should be eradicated. But key here for John is to seek an independent advisor and have the policy, if he's already uh, contributing, have that completely reviewed they will make it clear exactly what the charges are. And if John's priority is to get, I suppose, a competitively priced policy going forward, they'll advise best. But no allocation fees, no bid offer spread and the lowest annual management charge you can get. OK, I'm Irish and working in Ireland. I worked in the UK and I'm entitled to a UK state pension, but need to pay a further 17 years of contributions. I can also pay short for the shortfall since I left the UK, approximately 10,000 sterling for 16 years. Can I deduct that pension contribution from my current tax bill in Ireland? No. Very straight answer there. Unfortunately, that's not an approved scheme for tax relief in Ireland. But okay. I suppose well done to him in that he is topping up the UK pension. I, I'd advise him to do it. Absolutely. Do it anyway. John, I will have 
Another John, I will have 10 years of stamps, PRSI contributions on my 66th birthday. How much of a contributory pension would this entitle me to? Okay, well, if he has 10 years, 10 full years, he's entitled to the full state pension on paper. But what he should do is contact the PRSI office, literally just provide his PPF number. What is number. the minimum to get the full amount? Minimum The 10 years full is pension. Is that what it is? Yeah, 52 okay. contributions. So, uh, sorry, 520 contributions. So basically, um, in theory, he should, Ivan, but he should contact his PRSI office and they will literally give him uh, the answer over the phone. Can you ask our pensions expert if the existing system of tax relief will r- run alongside the new auto-enrolment system or will it be abolished? Uh, for the moment, it's going to run alongside it. Auto-enrollment is purely going to look after the 750,000 people that are currently contributing. Outside the net, yeah. Outside the net. For those people in, you know, inside the net and are currently contributing, and those who are going to join um, occupational schemes, there's no plan for the current tax relief system to change right now. No, and if the government are encouraging it, why would they take away the incentives? Exactly. Yeah. What, what happens if a spouse dies? Does the pension go to the spouse? In what form? What tax-free lump sum can you take when drawing down your pension when you begin drawing down? Um, will the spouse get the full value of the pension? So if you didn't draw down the full thing... As a rule of thumb for the public sector pensions, the, the spouse, the surviving spouse gets 50%. Would exactly. that be right? Now, this answer is purely dependent on the type of pension he's talking about. Again, I suppose pensions are complicated in Ireland, Ivan, and they have complete, each one has different kind of drawdown options and obviously how they're payable on the death of the policy owner. If it's a PRSA, the full value of the policy goes to the spouse. Um, if it's an employment or an occupational pension, it could be X time salary. So if you wanted to perhaps email me afterwards, I can provide further advice on that because I purely need to know what type of a pension he's talking about. OK, so one size does not fit all Absolutely there. Absolutely not. Okay. However, the how the tax, how it's taxed um, on the final value of the pension, if it's him drawing down, he's entitled to, if again, I'm talking about an occupational scheme here or the likes, he's entitled to draw down the first quarter tax free up to a max of 200k. Seamus, uh, Seamus asks, um, right, um, uh, that'll come to me. Uh, basically, when is the auto-enrollment coming in? Um, 2024, and I suppose, uh, well done. We've been kicking this ball down the road for for long enough, Ivan. Um, as a pension advisor, I suppose, I've been very, very interested in this from for the, for the last few years. 2024, and it's just fantastic. Again, those 750,000 workers will now be included very, for the first time. Okay, very, very briefly. If yes. people have a UK pension, the tax relief, the tax treatment of the benefits, it's not the same as if it's Irish. Now, are we talking about the drawdown of the pension or making contributions to the pension? Uh, the, 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 the former. Uh, Seamus asks, he's, he's getting 50k from Sterling. How, how will that be treated? OK, so what he would need to do is declare that if he's paying tax in Ireland, he would need to declare that pension income and his Irish tax return. And his, um, his accountant or whoever is dealing with his tax will, will deal with that here. All right, uh, we could go on, but uh, time has beaten us. Carol Brick, Managing Director of CWM Wealth Management and CEO Her Money. Do you have a website for Her Money? Uh, it's very simple, hermoney.ie, Ivan. Thank you, you so go. much for your time. Don't be bothering Ivan when you can go direct to the source. <laughs> right, thank you indeed, Carol. A reminder that all our items from today are uploaded as podcasts and you can listen to them on the News Talk app. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.